Welcome to Lean In to Learn. I'm host Carrie Mealy Holmes, and thanks for joining me today. Lean In to Learn is a series focused on insightful approaches and forward thinking perspectives related to continuous learning. The program is a workplace education Manitoba project funded by the Government of Canada and the Manitoba government. I and various carefully curated topic matter experts will introduce you to a vast array of tools, resources, and personal journeys that will educate and empower you to deliver real-world training and tactical solutions in your workplace, as well as build individual skills for success. So, settle in and open up your hearts and minds as we lean in to learn. This is a continuation of our previous episode of Lean In to Learn. So welcome to part three. Okay, so we have one more, right? Mm-hmm. We, have, we have Universal Strategic. And, and the last drum roll, please, is the Functional Competency Cluster. And so this wow. is where we get to that nitty gritty of the day to day. What is it that I need to do or be able to do and understand? And so we start first in that with the first sub competency area. We call it navigating the variables. And mm-hmm. so as you can hear us talking, uh, there's just so many different variables that come into play in any workplace training situation. So we really talk about how we begin to navigate the variables and um, a little bit of staying in our lane, a little bit of tucking it in, but really just having this awareness of all of the things that are interconnected and could be factoring into the success of your training session. And so being aware of that and managing that well, we then launch into planning and preparation, which is (laughs) so exciting because this is really, really where we begin to think about um, our plans that align with the organizational need and how we begin to create a training plan that best meets the needs for that organization based on what we know the gaps are. Um, We look at this section um, uh, into how we write an effective lesson plan, how we write effective learning objectives, and we get really specific on those pieces of a workplace trainer's role. Yeah, how's that for starters? (laughs) I love it. Well, I'm just thinking that, you know, sometimes um, workplaces come to us and they want us to fix the symptoms of a problem without really digging into the actual issues, right? So we might say, you know, you know, we, we've got an email etiquette issue, but really, maybe it actually comes down to a process or, or expectations that are misaligned. And then how do we collaborate better together as opposed to, you know, write an email. And so I find that when you're talking about that, sometimes, practitioners, not even sometimes all the time, looking at what you said, what are the organizational needs, as opposed to maybe sometimes the wants that they're looking at. So really understanding those needs would be important for us to, to see changes, right? Like I think of, of training is bringing in change or reinforcing something, but in either event, it's going to cause a change within an organization. So really working with the needs and what what what's required there. And as facilitators, you know, you said navigating the variables. And I think often that is exactly what we're doing. So that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And getting really clear on what it is that is the root cause of whatever they're experiencing. Like Mm -hmm. you mentioned, you know, sometimes we can be asked by an HR department to come in and train on this, right? But we want to know, is this training really meeting the need that is, yeah, is, is really there and making sure that we're doing what we need to do and not just going in to train for the sake of training that our 
our, our training is impactful. And, and I guess that sort of leads into, I'm, I'm jumping over one, but assessment and evaluation here in this part of the functional competencies, we really look at the metrics and the importance of knowing what the starting point is for the organization. What are the things that they're seeing, gathering some numeric data on that, and then being able to, at the end of the the training and after, well, after 30, 60, 90 days after, are we seeing a change in those areas that we were targeting through the training plan? So very exciting assessment and evaluation. I'll just backstep um, one. Um, so we had covered for those six, navigating the variables was one, planning and preparation was two. The third is communication and delivery. And that ties into how we go and deliver our training. And so we look at the text telling ain't training. And we look at a trainer observation feedback form. And we look at some specifics around how we deliver well and some of those important criteria. So things like volume, voice, intonation, preparing the room, checking the tech, all of those things, arranging the room, the physicality, you know, where are the tables, where are the chairs, what's the environment we're creating. So that's also part of it. So and then I touched on the assessment and evaluation, tying to the metrics and the final piece for the functional competencies is on research, reflecting and reporting. And so that's where we're tying it all up with a bow, making <laughs> sure that we've you know, cited our sources, we've written the report, we've shown the, the impact of the training, and we reflect as workplace practitioners on how did we do? You know, did we meet the need that we had set out to to address? Have we done our job well? What do I need to do differently personally? How do I next support this organization further if that's a possibility? And again, I see that number six for each one of them is that reflection and then going out and doing or changing or or maybe saying the same, maybe it was, maybe we hit it right on, right? I love that each, it seems that to me, each of these clusters are strategic, functional, universal competencies. That last one really seems to do that, right? To look inward and to look outward at the same time. So I love that as well. It sounds to me though, that it's definitely not a facilitation course. Definitely not a facilitation course. We're not giving you all the tips and tricks and little doodahs and rah-rahs that go with being a facilitator. This is really expanding a facilitator's thinking around what they bring, what the strategy is, and then how does this apply in a functional sense? It's not about the tips and tricks of being a facilitator. No. (laughs) (laughs) I love your clarity on that. That's so important. So Michelle, these these three clusters that we have, these three competencies, I love how they they start with us. They bring in strategy, and then of course that function. How are we putting it into practice? Are there any other final thoughts or suggestions? Who's taking this course? Who are we? Who's who's the target audience for this? Well, yeah, as we mentioned, we've welcomed everyone into this course. We have people who have uh, not had a lot of training or facilitating kind of experience but definitely have an interest. And so we've worked with those individuals. And I I can tell you that through our mentorship process, I've seen these people thrive and do a really great job in terms of their transition from a low experience role to being an effective workplace facilitator or trainer. So someone with not a lot of experience can definitely be successful. People that have had some experience, we have had some people that have had past lives as educators. We have some business owners, we have some HR people, we have some learning and development specialists within companies that have joined us. Really a wide range, people that have been involved in executive coaching, 
developers, you know, people who've been developing curriculum and things like that. So I would say, yes, such a wide range in terms of audience. And I, I, I think that anyone really can be successful with this program because we do take people from where they're at. We give them opportunity to self-reflect and we provide them lots of resources in order to continue their learning, no matter what it is that they're ready for. They can take it just in little bite-sized bits or they can take it to the max and read every article and watch every video and go down every rabbit hole that there is. So lots of opportunity. Yeah, no doubt. And you touched on mentorship. So if you could just quickly take me through, I've, I've joined you in this course, what happens next? So mm-hmm. we've gone through our, our nine days, and then our, our extra three days of relational skills. And what happens after that? This is a really exciting part of the program is that we do have a mentorship process where we guide newly trained workplace practitioners through a process where they experience three practicum training sessions. So they actually go out into the field and they conduct three practicum where they're delivering training. And so we offer support along the way for them to have some information about the organization, to develop a training plan, to look at the lesson plan specifics, to go out, to deliver, to receive feedback from a mentor, and then finally to report back on how everything went, um, looking at the metrics, the assessment, the evaluation, and bringing it full circle. And like I said, tying it up with the bow at the end. So we've found that people really value this experience because they're getting that feet on the ground, you know, a little bit of handholding, but that independence also to go out there and really put these tools into practice and experience it firsthand. Mm-hmm. And receive feedback, right? Sometimes yeah. we're, we're sent into workplaces, the feedback we get is, well, there weren't any snacks or there the trainer didn't start from page one and go to page 20, to which I the say, room was too hot. yeah, all these things. Yeah. yeah, the room was too hot. It was too cold. The chairs were uncomfortable. But that that doesn't tell me a lot about my my role. And so it sounds like with this mentorship that um, the participants will be able to receive feedback, maybe even to give feedback as well as to how things are going for them. So I think that that's a really exciting part that not only are they receiving content, they're receiving this work that has gone into it that you've put in that others have have contributed. So sure, they get that package, but then what? Then what are we doing with it? So I love that there's this mentorship part that there's continued support throughout and that we're not just dropping people in and then waving goodbye at the door, that we're there to (laughs) support and to stay. Um, And I think that that's really cool. Yeah, and we have such a talented team of mentors that at various stages will interact with the with the practitioner to provide them support and got a collection of video clips so that people can follow along. We have a mentor Monday where you can hop in and have some live learning and chat with people and share experiences. So a really well-rounded program, well thought out. Sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, thanks, Michelle, for being here and explaining the practitioner course through Workplace Connections with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to hear from you, to hear your side of things as the person that pulled and curated all of this together. So thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure, Carrie. Thanks so much for having me. And I encourage everyone to check it out. It's a really worthwhile program. So anybody that's looking for more information can visit workplaceconnections.ca. Thanks again, Michelle, for being here. Thanks, Carrie. Have a great day.
And that was Michelle Clark, learning strategist and instructional designer with Workplace Education Manitoba under the Workplace Connections Project. Thank you for joining us on Lean In to Learn. I'm your host, Carrie Neely Holmes.